Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with sharing the Word of God. I hope that you have been enjoying your day. And here it is raining like cats and dogs. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and share the Word of God with you. And today we're going to be coming from Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to read at verse number 23. And it reads like this. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? And then we want to skip down to verse number 42 in the 21st chapter of Matthew. And it reads like this. Jesus saith unto them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Amen. Amen. And from these passages of scriptures, we're going to read, we're going to talk about God cares about every man. God cares about every man. If you've ever been out and you've been out in your community and you've walked around and you've looked at the people, especially when you're on a day that's not a rainy day like it is here today, But when you've gone out, and if you've ever been in a parking lot and been at one of the major stores, like maybe like a Target or a Walmart, and you're sitting out there in the parking lot, and you might be waiting on somebody who's shopping in the store, well, while you're sitting out there waiting, you see all kinds of people going into the store. Sometimes you see you know, you'll see fathers with their children, mothers with their children. You'll see families. You'll see people by themselves, people doing all kinds of things uh, in the midst of trying to get into the store to do shopping. Uh, you'll see all kind of hairdos, all kind of, all kind of clothing attire, and people getting out of different cars and everything. So with all of those individuals that you see, out there trying to go into the store to go shop to get something that they need that will sustain them during the course of the day. You see people going in, but everybody is an individual with their own makeup, with their own chemistry, with their own personalities, and with different occupations, some work some don't Um, so you see a whole gamut of people you may see retirees so what I'm trying to say is all kinds of people go to the store to get things for their needs so in the Bible Jesus came into contact with all types of people he had the disciples who were there who were learning and he was teaching them about the kingdom of God And he also ran into the leadership. So with Jesus being on the scene, 
there's a transition that is taking place in how the people are taught the word of God, how people are taught about the things of God. So there's a transition and there's a shift. So you know that anytime that there's a transition and there's a shift, there's going to be some pullback from somebody somewhere who doesn't like what's going on. But when God has ordained a certain thing to happen, when God says something is going to happen, that's just what's going to be. It's going to happen because the Lord has ordained it. So here in the 21st chapter of Matthew, we see the story of how Jesus is becoming more prevalent in the minds of the people about his power, his authority, and him being a prophet of the of the most high God. He is the prophet. He is not a prophet. He is the son of God and the word about him is spreading. So there is a shift that is taking place pretty much anytime that you have a shift, there's going to be a scuffle from somebody, but God, when God is in it, God is going to have his way. Who are we to fight up against the almighty God? So we see the story of Jesus here in the Bible. And Jesus cares about every man. Jesus cares about every man because he would come here to die on on the cross for every man's sin. He died on that cross for you and for me. And he died for anybody else who will hear this gospel preach. He died for those who are unborn and who have yet to hear it on the earth about the resurrected Savior. So the story is just like you saw the people going in and out of the Walmart or the Target. If you were sitting there, Jesus came into contact with many people. And so it was that he came into contact in this 21st chapter. First of all, there were people who knew him to be the Messiah. And so he had gave his disciples an instruction at the beginning of this chapter to go and to find a, 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 a ass, a donkey and his coat. And when you find him, if anybody asks you anything, then tell them that the Lord had need of him, of need of them, because he was going to fulfill prophecy that was spoken about him, that he comes in, that he's riding on, on an ass. And so the disciples go and they get the 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 donkey and the ass and they did as as Jesus had instructed they get the coat and they get the ass so they go and they take it back to Jesus and Jesus is going to ride in to town on the donkey and the and the coat they're going to put clothes on him and he's going to ride into town can you imagine the leadership that saw Jesus riding in and that people were throwing palm leaves and people were throwing their clothes on the ground for Jesus to ride in on this ass. And then people were wondering, who is this? I imagine leadership was wondering, who is this? Who is this man? Who is this that's coming in? And the children and the people are crying out, Hosanna. Hosanna, blessed be he that come in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And so the people, it was a stir about him. Some were saying, some knew who he was, the son of God, the prophet. 
the one sent by God. But others were saying, who is this? And they said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. So the question that the chief priests and the elders, the leadership who have been teaching the people to this point, they had the prophets of old that they were following the law under, but now there's a shift and a transition taking place. There's a new Messiah on the scene who not only can teach the word of God, but who teaches the word of God, hallelujah, with authority and with power. And it's recognized because the people had heard the teachings of what the chief priest and the scribes had been teaching, the elders had been teaching, but they taught just what they read off the page. The Lord Almighty, he was the word and he lived the page. So he was the living word. So when the living word would speak to the people, they felt that power and they felt that authority that was coming from him. So they were saying, Hosanna, crying out unto him and giving him the praise. Jesus had already, by the time that he had this conversation in this 23rd chapter with the chief priests and the elders, he had already gone into the temple and flipped over tables. I remember watching a scene with the housewives of New Jersey, and I can't remember the lady's name, but she went over and she kind of flipped over a table. It was dramatic on the TV. But can you imagine if you were in the temple or if you were in the church that Jesus were to walk in and flip over the tables? What if you were down at your church and somebody walked in and flipped over the tables? That's dramatic. So he had already done this because in the house, in the temple, they had made it more like the Walmart where you were sitting in the parking lot or the Target where you were sitting in the parking lot. They had made the temple of God, which is a house of prayer. They had made it more into a store. So Jesus went in and he flipped over tables. He flipped over the money changers tables. He flipped over the seats of the people that were in the house, in the temple. And he declared to them, he said, In the 21st chapter, that 13th verse, he says that it is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. A den of thieves. So he he going flipping over tables. Who does that? The chief, chief priest and the elders knew that they had the authority. But here he comes, this Jesus of Nazareth, he coming in and he flipping over tables. And then people crying out Hosanna over him. He riding in on an ass and a coat and palm trees and clothes laid out in the way for him. Who does he think he is? So there's a stir going on about this Jesus of Nazareth. 
And so he's making the people to feel uncomfortable. He's teaching his disciples and he's not just making people feel, but he's getting to the leadership now. Uh, he's getting to leadership because whenever God is going to have his way, God knows that he's got leaders that are over the people and God will have to do what God's going to do because the people will look to the leaders, but God's got to have some right leaders. God's got to have some leaders that's following after him. So the disciples were walking closely with Jesus. And so Jesus done went and flipped over tables. His reputation is out about who is this? Who is this man? Some saying he's a prophet. Some saying he is the Messiah. Some saying what they want to say about Jesus. But the question is, who is this man? And so we even see in this 21st chapter that Jesus goes and he speaks to a fig tree <clears throat> because Jesus had done ministry and it was the morning, the next day he had done ministry the day before. And the next day he gets up and he wants to eat. And he goes out and he sees a fig tree. You ever seen a fig tree? We used to have one that grew in the back of our yard. The fig tree is beautiful. It's a big, it's, it can be a big bush. And our fig tree actually had some figs on it. And we were able to eat of that fig tree. But when the fig tree puts out all its, its, its leaves, and this was a springtime, this fig tree was, was presenting as though it had fruit on it. So there's a connection to the, what you, what, how you appear and the fruit that you produce. So Jesus is always saying that we need to produce fruit, but that fruit that we produce, it needs to be unto God. Amen. So here he's going to, he even shows an illustration of a fig tree. And he shows an illustration that some may beg to disagree with me on this. Uh, but this is the way that I'm going to teach it today. And the way that I'm going to preach it today. That this fig tree was sitting here and Jesus was hungry. Just like the people going into the store, into the Walmart. Just like the people going into Target. When you go into those stores, you, go, you know that Walmart and you know that Target, if you're looking for food, you know that they carry food. You know that they're going to have that in there that they have it in there whatever you need you go to those stores to get it because they've advertised that they have it so when you go in you got an expectation those people and all those different kinds of people no matter who they were whether they were carpenters or whether they were teachers or whether they were doctors whether they were lawyers whether they were homemakers whatever they went into the store and expected to get a product from that store the product that was advertised so here it was that we see that the fig tree had an advertisement on it it was full of leaves so it says that i have fruit on the vine i have something that can feed you something that can sustain you jesus has ministered the day before and then this is the morning of and he goes 
goes and he goes to a fig tree. Why am I telling you this story? Because it's going to add up in just a little bit. God has got an expectation that whenever we are living for him, we ought to produce fruit. Remember, I said that God cares about every man. God cares about every man. God cares about every man. So the Jesus had gotten up and you can go back and you can reference back to it. If you look over in the 21st chapter of Matthew and you go down about that 18th verse, you'll see the story of Jesus talking about this fig tree. And so here it is that I've told you about he's come in riding on a donkey. I told you that he's already flipped the tables and now I'm telling you that Jesus is going to talk to a fig tree that's full of leaves. You look at people, they can be full of all kind of beauty and they represent something. You can look at leadership in different places all over the world. They represent something, but what they represent, if it's going to be from the kingdom of God, it has to be a connection that, that what the fruit that's presented, that it is something that's presented from the heart and the heart of God. Amen. So as I told you, the people will go into Walmart. If you've seen them, you've watched them go in, go into Target, go into Kroger's, go into any store that you can see because they're looking for something on the inside that's been advertised that this particular store carries. And so Jesus goes to this fig tree. The fig tree has leaves, but it has no fruit. And so Jesus says, and he makes a statement to a fig tree. He says to a fig tree because he went to look to get something to eat because he was hungry and he wanted breakfast. He wanted something to eat, but the fig tree presented itself one way, but it was barren without fruit. It had no figs. Jesus makes a statement and he says in the 21st chapter of Matthew, he makes a statement in that 19th verse and he says, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever because he had come to it he says that it had nothing their own but leaves it presented but it had no fruit it had no connection it had it had advertised something that it didn't have this was where jesus was trying to get the disciples to this is what jesus was trying to get the leaders to this is the place where jesus is trying to get all of us to it's to the place where we have some fruit on us that we have the fruit that comes from the holy spirit that we have the god kind of fruit that is love the god kind of fruit that is gentleness the god kind of fruit that is patience the God kind of fruit that it shows that we care for every man because Jesus surely loved every man and so he made the statement to the fig tree and presently the fig tree it withered away and then the disciples were amazed at how that fig tree had withered away they were amazed at it and the Lord taught about that if you can only believe if you can only believe and not doubt, if you can only believe and not doubt, 
You will be able to ask him certain things. You'll be able to say certain things and you'll be able to do certain things with his power through his power that you never thought you would be able to do before. So I'll give you this story because they were looking for something. The Jesus is here to present the kingdom of God. And so he had done these things prior to him coming into contact with the chief scribes and with the elders. We're talking about coming into contact with those who had authority on the earth. We're talking about those who were respected by the people who had been taught by them. So we're talking about a conversation that is about to happen between Jesus with the chief priests and with the elders. And so they asked Jesus a question. God ever told you to go do something and people didn't quite understand what God told you to do and people question what you do. People may say, I don't understand why brother so-and-so did this. I don't understand why sister so-and-so did that. But in the name of Jesus, when we come into the kingdom of God, everything may not make sense to other people who are around you. But you can bet that if you listen to the voice of God who speaks to you and that you have the bravery in you to go through what you know that God has said for you to do, then you just have to press and you have to push and you have to go forward with those things that God wants you to do amen so people may say negative things about you when you do what you're supposed to do people may doubt what you're doing but when you know that you are into God when you know that you are connected to God when you know how to hear God's voice then when you come up against naysayers about you when you come up against people who want to run you down and tear you down you just got to lift up your eyes unto the hills from which cometh your help and you just have to pray on and move forward in God. Amen. So Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he was supposed to fulfill prophecy and come in riding on a uh, 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 ass and a coat. He knew that he was supposed to put it back in order in the temple that my father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer. He knew that he was supposed to speak to a fig tree and the fig tree would respond unto the voice of God. And so when he comes into contact with leadership because he knew who he was he knew that he was the son of God and he knew that he had authority. He could deal with any of uh, uh, any person who thought he had authority here on the earth to come up against him. Amen. So when God speaks to you, when God tells you to do something, when you know you have heard from God, when God is trying to bring you from one place to the next, when God is trying to bring you out of darkness into light, when God is trying to make some changes in your life to bring you up out of a low place into a higher place, when God is trying to bless you and get you to where he wants you to be, people don't have to understand you. But what you gotta have, you gotta have faith in God. 
God. You got to have a courage in you that when you go to bed, you might have to cry sometime. You might have to child of God. You might have to lose some friends. But when you know you done heard from God, you just got to keep pushing and you got to keep pressing. You might have to walk this journey alone. But when you done heard from God, you keep pushing and you keep pressing and you don't give up. So there was a question that was put to Jesus. And this is the question that was put to him. In that 23rd verse, the chief priests and the elders who had been here with the Jewish people, who had been here and teaching the people, they had an issue. They had an issue with the Lord. They wanted to know, by what authority does thou these things? And who gave you this authority? That's a question. Who told you to do this? Who gave you the power? What makes you think that you got the gall, the unmitigated gall, to come in here and try to tear up what we already got established? Because we got this thing going on. That was the attitude that the elders had. That was the attitude that the chief priests had. So Jesus, knowing who he is, he just says, okay, I will ask you a thing. So he turns around and he answers a question with a question. So he says to him in that 24th verse, he says, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I in likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. So he asks them the question. He says in that 25th verse, he says, The baptism of John, which was it? Was it from heaven or of men? I imagine they scratch their heads because who answers a question with a question? And they teach you in psychology that when a person asks a, answers a question with a question, they're trying to get out of something. But Jesus wasn't trying to get out of something. Jesus was trying to get into something. He was trying to get into the hearts of the chief priests who had walked in authority, of the elders who had walked in authority, the authority that they had here on the earth. But they didn't have the authority that comes when your heart is right with God. Amen. When our hearts get right with God and we line up with God's word, we can be like Jesus. We can love every man. So they, they, they reason with themselves and the chief priest. Now the question is back on them. The elders, the question now is back on them. And they say, that if we say from heaven he will say to us why did we not then believe him but then they say that they gotta watch what they say about John the Baptist because the people the people hold John to be a prophet so they like I mean, we're in a catch-22. 
that if we say he was from his baptism was from heaven, we know Jesus gonna say something back to us. And then if we say something bad about John, we scared of the people because the people think John is a prophet. So here it is, the chief priests and the elders. They can't say anything. All they can say is, we cannot tell. We don't know. So Jesus, not thinking nothing about them having authority or them having any kind of power or any kind of jurisdiction over him, he answers them back. And he says unto them, after they said, we can't tell, he says to them, neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. Amen. So he gets right back with leadership. But this is the thing about Jesus. And this is the thing when it comes to shifting your life and changing your life. You have to know without a shadow of a doubt that God has told you to do a thing. And when you know that God has told you to do something, you got heaven backing you up. You got heaven backing you up. God is backing you up. When you know God done told you to do something and your heart has shifted to God and you know without doubt that God has told you to do something, heaven is backing you up. God loves every man and he wants all men to come to repentance. And so Jesus knew who he was and he said, and he made the conscious statement that I won't answer you either. Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. And so he gives them a parable. And this is the parable that Jesus gives. Because when Jesus came to the earth, he died on that cross for every man. It didn't matter whether you were rich, you were poor. It didn't matter whether you were black or you were white. It didn't matter whether you were physically able or physically challenged. It didn't matter. His blood was shed for the remission of sins for every man while he's in his sin. He wants us to come to repentance and change from our ways into the ways that are in alignment with the word of God. But yet and still, while you and I were in sin, Jesus died on that cross for us. He died on that cross for every man. So he's, he talks and he gives a parable. And he says unto him that, But what do you think? And he talks in that 28th verse. And there herein we see the love of, of our God. It says, But what think you? A certain man had two sons. Two sons. Mind you that when... God looks at us, he can see two sons. He may see a righteous son, and he may see a son that has not been born again. And he looks at us, and he calls us his children. We were shaped, we were formed, we were made in the image of our God. He scooped us up, and man was created out of the dirt. He shaped us, he formed us, he fashioned us, 
And then he blew into our nostrils and man became a living soul. So in this illustration, in this 28th verse, when you're looking at the people going in and out of Walmart, going in and out of Target, going in and out of Kroger's, these are the creations of God. The ones who are with him, these are the sons of God. God sees them all as his creation. People will teach that the children of God are the ones who are born again. But the creations of God, all men are created in his image. Whether you be male or female, you are created in the image of God. So he says a certain man had two sons and he came to the first and he said, son, look at the connection that God is giving. He's calling him son. When God calls you son, or if God says to you, daughter, that's a fellowship. That's a connection that he feels with you. He says, son, go work today in my vineyard. It's not today, like this may be Saturday or this may be Monday, but it's, son, go work today. Go work to the day of your redemption. Go work to the day of my return. Go work today in my vineyard. He takes ownership. God takes ownership of what is his. Go work in my vineyard. He's trusting us as sons and daughters of the Most High God to go out here and to work in his vineyard, to go out here and to do the work that he wants us to do in the earth, to help mankind, to go and work in his vineyard. So he says this to his first son. And in the 29th verse, we see that his son answered and said, I will not. His son had the right to say, though I will not. God gives us that will. God gives us the choice within us to make a decision in life which way we're going to go with God. We can choose to go to the left or we can choose to go to the right. But he went to this first son. Just as God will come to you and he'll come to me and he'll ask a question. Will you go and work in my vineyard? Will you come and work in my vineyard? Will you come and serve me in my vineyard? Will you work for me and produce the fruits of God down here on the earth? The Bible says that this first son, he answered and he said, I will not. If you look in that 29th verse of Matthew 21, I will not, but, and whenever there's a, but it says, but afterward, 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 what happens in the afterward, the afterward for you and I is we may be thinking and doing certain things, but one thing I have always preached and I continue to preach it, that if you are born again, the Holy Ghost is on his job. You cannot be born again, but you can hear the voice of God and God may be beckoning you to him to come unto him and to do a work in his vineyard. And you say, I will not. I have said, I will not. But. 
there's always a transition in the afterwards. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost is there, the Holy Ghost is there, that we are there. It is the aftermath of the Holy Spirit, is the aftermath of us being born again. He comes and he lives on the inside of you and I. Afterward, it says that the first son, he afterward he repented that means that he changed his mind god wants us to change our minds about some of the ways that we live he was telling this story because he was knowing that the chief priests and the elders needed to change their mind they needed to stop presenting like the fig tree full of leaves but bearing no fruit they needed to be able to have that uh perfected praise of the babes and the suckling that were crying out Hosanna, Hosanna and and have that perfected praise. But in this illustration, this parable, this story that he's telling, the first son, he repented and he went. And the Bible declares that Jesus said, and he's still looking at the people and your story uh, uh, the stories that you may think about the people that you see going in and out of the Walmart to get something to eat, to be fed something, to get something from somewhere that presents that they have it. The people that you see going in and out are also being asked this question. Will you go and work in my vineyard? He goes to the second son and he asked the same question. The question would be that it would be, son, go and work today in my vineyard. And so the second son, he does ask that question. And he answered and said, this is with a response of the second son. He says, I go. And then the Bible declares that he calls him, sir. So he's showing uh, uh, a word respect for him. But his heart is not vested in what he's just said out of his mouth. He is the fig tree who has no leaf, who has leaves, but no fruit. So he says, I go, sir, and went not. So the question Jesus asked is whither of the two did the will of his father? And then they answer him the first. So Jesus makes a statement and he says this because Jesus cares for every man. Jesus cares for us when we in our sins and we doing wrong. Jesus cares for us. No matter what we're doing, God cares for us. Jesus died on that cross for us. And so here it is that he says unto him. And Jesus was bold. He was the one who flipped over tables. And remember, he's the one who stands up to leadership. And he says this to him. He says that publicans who are looked down upon, harlots, go into the kingdom of God before you. Hmm. Ain't that something? He got the audacity. He stands up to the earthly leadership. And he says that. And he says this to him for a reason. Sometimes in life, Jesus <coughs> loves every man. 
every man Jesus loves. God loves every man. He makes a statement to the chief priests and the elders that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. The reason why he makes this statement and he ties it back to the question that he asked about John the Baptist. And he said in that 32nd verse that John the Baptist came unto you in the way of righteousness and you didn't even believe him. But the publicans and the harlots believed him and Ye, when you had seen it, you repented not afterward that ye might believe him. God loves every man. God loves every man, every man. And we know that Jesus Christ is coming back again. But he's given all of us the chance right now to repent. And to get it our lives together. To give our hearts to him. He has not just got this word out here for poor people. He doesn't care about your socioeconomic status. He doesn't care about what you look like. He doesn't care about your what you've done in your past. Because he wants to wipe away our past. But he wants us all to know that he cares for every man. Leaders, listening to me. Whether you're a government leader, whether you're a church leader, whether you're a leader in a secular arena, I don't care who you are. All, all who are created were created by God. And the Bible declares that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. God loves every man. And Jesus makes a statement. He said, did you never read in the scriptures the stone, the stone that the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you. The kingdom of God shall be taken from you. And given to a nation bringing forth fruits thereof. And that's how the Lord engrafted the Gentiles into the vine. God is looking for people that will give their hearts to him. That will turn their lives over to him. He says that whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. The harlots, the publicans, they heard that voice of God. When the spirit of God comes in, when the word of God comes in and you truly hear and you want your life to change and somebody comes in and they speak truth to you. You ought to hear God speaking because that's God talking to you. That is God talking to you, telling you, come home, child. Come here, child. That's the spirit of God speaking, trying to get you to repent. But he also makes another statement that whomsoever, whosoever, it shall fall. It will grind him to powder. 
God loves every man. And while you have time, and if you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, then I invite you to talk to God. I invite you to come unto Jesus. Come unto Jesus as you are. People want you to get it together before you come to the Lord. People want you to get it together before you come to the house of God. But Jesus, he met harlots. Jesus talked to sinners. He said he was a physician. He came to heal the sick. So if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior and you don't know God and you want your life to go better, Evangelist Valerie Lara came to tell you that Jesus died on that cross for your sins. And if you want to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, he'll take you in because God loves everyone. And he wants us all to change and to repent and to come into line with his word. This is the illustration that has been taught today. Jesus the man with authority and with power. And the power that rests in Jesus, he said it with the disciples, with the cursing of the fig tree, that if we can believe, we can. And then when we, he also references when we pray and we ask for something, we'll have it. Just don't, just don't doubt him. Don't doubt God can take you, child of God, don't doubt that God can take your life, the things that you've messed up, that God can't fix it. You might have to go through it, but God can ease some of this burden off of you. God can take away the stain that's on you, and God can help you to build a better life. Amen. God can help you to grow. God can feed you. God can give you comfort. Because God loves every man. Every man. He's here and he wants us to repent and come unto him. For those who are in leadership, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. You might have leadership here, but if you die without being born again your leadership here on the earth will not matter it will not matter Jesus is trying to get us to see that just as publicans and harlots they knew the sinfulness that was on them and here it was there was somebody who loved them back to life God wants to love us back to life love us back to health love us back to him Love us back to loving each other. Love us back to producing fruit unto God. Amen. Well, this has been our word for Sunday. I hope that I have said something that will help you. It went kind of long, but that's the way that it is. Amen. I hope that you will join me again. And that you will share my podcast with somebody because somebody needs to hear the word of God. I may never, ever be as famous as some of the evangelists out there. But as long as I hear that 
but God wants me to present these podcasts, that's what I will continue to do because I have to do what God says to do. You pray for me and I will pray for you. And I thank everybody who listened to me today. So until we meet again, you be blessed. And bye-bye.